battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Piercing Wizard podcast. Uh, This week's episode is entirely about scholarships to the APP conference. Uh, We want to get a lot of people out there for 2019. And we realize that, uh, you know, some people need a helping hand to get there, so that's what the scholarships are for. Uh, I want to get you as much information as possible so that you can submit the the best possible application. And uh, first thing you want to know is there are some deadlines coming up. November 11th is the deadline to get your uh, scholarship application in for the official APP scholarship. That's the ALD scholarship. Uh, You can go to safepiercing.org, and right at the top there's going to be a a drop-down menu that says Conference. Click on that, scroll down to ALD Scholarships. That's going to have all the information you need, um, all the requirements, uh, how to apply, all the deadlines, and exactly what we need from you. So give it a thorough read and, you know, really put some effort into it. You know, um, I've been helping out uh, award the scholarships for the last few years. Sometimes we get awesome scholarships, sometimes we get duds, you know, so uh, if you want to increase your chances of getting out to conference, um, take it seriously, you know, put some planning into it. If the deadline is November 11th, don't start working on it, you know, uh, November 9th or November 10th and and just kind of shove it through. Um, Take your time. Uh, Part of it is having a video. You'll need some references from from other industry professionals. Um, And, you know, if you want it to to look good, you know, take your time with it. Take it seriously. Think of it like any other job application. You don't want to rush it. You want to present the best you possible. And keep in mind that we don't know you most of the time. So we don't know why you're deserving of a scholarship or, you know, why why you really want to get there, why you need to get there. So, you know, share that information and be honest about it. We don't need you to apply as a persona. You don't need to try to impress us and and be super cool, piercer person. Um, We don't really care how much gold you have in your shop or this and that and all these cool, crazy things. Um, Just be honest. You know, if you're struggling with mentorship or if you don't really have access to great information or, you know, if your owner is really just not interested in in helping you get better, you know, and and you know you want to get there, you know you need the help, but you know that you maybe can't afford to get there on your own. So uh, that's exactly what the scholarship is for. And I've got two really good interviews for you this week uh, that, that that'll really help explain exactly what we need. So the first interview is going to be with APP administrator Caitlin McDiarmid. Caitlin is the head of the scholarship committee, and she's also in charge of all the volunteers and all the scholars when we're out at conference. Um, Caitlin is kind of the, the queen bee of, of the APP behind the scenes, and there's really no one better to uh, explain what we need from those scholarship applications. Um, after that, we're going to talk to Christina Scholl. Christina is uh, the person in charge of the No Excuses Scholarship. So for the people that don't make it through with the official APP scholarships, there's also uh, a set of scholarships entirely paid for by body piercers. You know, And it's those body piercers donating who are actually choosing the scholars. So it's a, a really cool process. Kind of, uh, you know, forcers, by piercers. I don't know what the fubu for that would be. Fubu, boo, boo, boo. 
So you've got more than one opportunity to get out to Las Vegas. Um, definitely apply for Aldi scholarship first. That is really the primary scholarship to get out to Las Vegas for the APP conference. Um, we can typically get about eight scholars out. Sometimes that can vary depending on how many donations we get. We've gotten some very generous donations in past years from different vendors and different people supporting the APP. Uh, I want to give a, a special thank you to Bador and Punk Medics. Um, really been going above and beyond to, to donate uh, to these scholarship programs uh, the last few years, and uh, we, we really appreciate that. If uh, you think you would like to donate to the scholarships, whether it's the official APP scholarships, the ALDI scholarships, or to the No Excuses scholarships, um, you know, feel free to do that. And, and the more generous the donations, the more people we can get out to Las Vegas. So keep that in mind. Every dollar literally counts and, and can change lives and can change careers. So uh, again, you can go to safepiercing.org um, under conference, go to Aldi Scholarship. If you're on Facebook, which a lot of piercers are, um, you can also go to the APP Conference Attendees Forum on Facebook. You can also go to the APP Non-Member Question Forum on Facebook. You can click on the post there and it'll bring you to that same application as on the APP website. You can read everything you need to do uh, and uh, hopefully you can get in a good application. You'll be judged fairly, you'll be judged kindly. Uh, a little bit more information in a couple other things for people, other deadlines coming up. The APP election cycle is getting uh, ramped up again. There are going to be three spots for vote on the board. Um, my term, my first term, is coming to an end. Uh, I am open to a second term uh, if anyone would care to nominate me. Uh, I believe Luis, uh, Luis Garcia is also open to a second term. Uh, and I believe Kendra is going to opt out of a second term. Kendra, um, really, really tough worker, hard worker. Uh, she's got a lot going on in her personal life. And uh, I think she just wants to kind of go back to being more of the, um, the volunteer tier uh, rather than uh, being on the board. So we're definitely going to have uh, some new blood coming onto the board. And keep in mind that the APP is a democracy. You know, so if you um, would like me back on the board, vote for me. If you would like someone else on the board in my place, vote for them. Uh, and that's really how we kind of shape the APP and change the voice, you know. And uh, if you know somebody out there who's maybe taught a class or you've interacted with online or has helped you out in some way and think that they would be the right person to, uh, to fill a board seat, go ahead and nominate them. The nomination process is going to be open from October 7th to 17th. It's obviously open to APP members only. Uh, if you are an APP member, check your inbox. You should have an email already from the organization uh, detailing everything you need to do to be able to nominate someone. Once those nominations go out, the people will be informed and they can either accept or deny the nominations and then it goes to a vote to membership. So uh, take it really seriously. You know, if you feel like the APP needs some fresh blood, now is the time to do it. Um, if you want to try to be on the board, I, I believe you can also just nominate yourself if someone else doesn't nominate you and let's kind of work together and just make the APP uh, a better place. So um, first thing I, I want to do to make the APP a better place is talk to Caitlin McDiarmid and have her share her insight on LD scholarships and what it takes to be a great applicant. So let's get into that interview with Caitlin. And after that, I'll be back with another shorter interview with Chrissy Scholl. Uh, this is Caitlin McDiarmid. I'm the Association for Professional Piercers Administrator. I've been with the association now. Uh, coming up on my 16th year, and I serve on the conference committee as its chair, and then also on the subcommittee for the LD scholarship applications and review. 
Did I did I tell you by the way that the episode that we recorded in Las Vegas was my most popular episode ever? No, you uh, didn't. The episode that we recorded in Las Vegas is my most popular episode ever. Uh, over a thousand people listened to that episode. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's neat. You're famous. Well, thanks, Ryan. The unsung hero. So, okay, so how long... I don't even know how to keep track of time. How long would you say that I've been helping you out with the scholarships? Six years? More? Uh, at least six years. Something yeah. like that. Um, we've had basically like a rotating third. We had... Was it Tiana when I started? Or was it... Tiana. Tiana when you started. And then... And Kendra. Uh, then Kendra. And now Kale, right? Now Kale. So every year when we do this, we kind of like Monday morning quarterback and we, we always end up saying, you know, okay, we've, we've got our, our group that we've picked, you know, our eight or however many scholars that we've picked based on, you know, what we have for donations. Um, but we always kind of talk about what we would like to see from future applicants. And part of what I wanted to talk to you about today was, you know, not necessarily the, the bad applications that we've gotten, but what could make applications stronger, um, sometimes we really have to kind of like pull the information out of people to find out why they're the right scholar. You know, sometimes people leave out really important information about their financial situation or the situation that like the dynamic they have in their studio with mentoring or like a lack of mentoring. So, uh, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what you think could make stronger applicants or get us the information that we need to, to make our decisions easier without really having to kind of like pull teeth on it. I almost feel like it's um, that applicants need to show a certain amount of vulnerability in that they have to expose themselves a little bit as far as, you know, saying that they're in a situation that they do need the financial help um, that they may not be in a great situation as far as the training they got or the apprenticeship that they got, and so that they ha know that they have gaps in their knowledge. And and I think those kinds of things are really hard for people to admit. I think most people go into the application process just like they would if they were applying for a job and they want to make themselves look, you know, as shiny and, and put together and perfect as possible. And it's almost like, you know, we're not looking for that perfection. We're actually looking for people that, that have um, those needs, either the, the need for education, um, the, the need for, for financial help, um, you know, the social need, the networking need, um, and and the the more we can see those kind of gaps and and needs, uh, the more likely uh, I think you know that we would choose them as a scholar. Um, and then it has to be kind of wrapped in a in a package that you know shows that you know they're enthusiastic and they're motivated and. Um, you know, they're, they're fun to some degree or, <laughs> or, you know, they're, they're unique and, um, and able to, to present themselves, um, in a really good way, even with those gaps. Yeah. I think sometimes people, when they apply for scholarships, they, they're in that mentality of I'm in a piercer forum, I'm on Instagram, I'm, I'm being judged by other piercers. And like, 
yeah, sure, you know, maybe I'm a piercer and maybe you have lots of experience with piercing, but we're looking for like the people that are applying for scholarships. And like if you if you apply for a scholarship acting like, you know, you don't you don't need help because you're you're trying to impress us with like, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I do this, I do that, that actually makes you a weaker applicant if you're hiding I guess your your vulnerabilities and your you know, your your actual need, you know, because a scholarship is you know financial assistance and I, I think a lot of people overlook that um, one one huge thing that always sticks out every year is people apply and they say well the first time I want to go to conference I want to volunteer I want to volunteer I want to volunteer but a scholarship isn't really volunteering um, it's it's financial assistance and it's you know you're, you're kind of you're working it off while you're there you are you are a definitely an important part of the team and you are you know, in the strictest sense of volunteer, but really it's, it's financial assistance. So, you know, if, if you can, if you can afford to get there, um, you know, the scholarship isn't really for you. So we need to see why people need a scholarship when they apply. Right. And I think, um, you know, it's that kind of double-edged sword that, you know, we want to see that people are participating in the industry, um, as much as possible outside of their own studio um, and that they they are trying to take the steps to gain education and at the same time we're also looking for people who maybe haven't been able to fully accomplish that or didn't have a good foundation to begin with um, you know through no circumstances of their own just not having a good apprenticeship or or starting to pierce without any kind of real training at all um, and and so it's that motivation and it's that drive that we're looking for. It doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, accomplished all of those things. Um, it's it's merely that you you have an interest and a motivation and you've tried, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I think you bring up some some really good points, and you know, I think some people that listen to the show and especially uh, the ones that like get to the point where they're actually reading the application it is a fine line that you have to walk you know it is showing yeah you're involved in the industry you know you have a hunger and a, and a desire to learn and to grow as a body piercer but you know you haven't had you know all the advantages in the world kind of thing and and some people might be thinking well you know do I do I fit into that mold you know and you know some piercers don't but you know some piercers do and you know some of those piercers that that have fit the mold of, of a scholar coming to conference, like they've, they've gone on to do some really impressive things. Like I've met some really, really cool, impressive piercers from, from all around the world at this point that are scholars, you know, and they're trying really hard and, you know, they just, you know, they just need that, that helping hand to, to get to conference. And I, you know, I, I love being part of it to, just to see that, you know, and to make all those different connections with people, you know, um, it, it's, it's really cool to see it. So, uh, I don't know, like, how does it, how does it feel with you being, like, kind of, like, the head of, like, the, the volunteer army and, and seeing the dynamic of, like, volunteer versus scholar and then, you know, the people that, that come back in future years and, and they were former scholars? Um, I, I think, you know, if it's any testament to, to how you and I and, and the other folks that have helped us in the, the evaluation process, you know, we've been doing a really good job because um, we, we keep getting really good, uh, both volunteers and people who take the scholarship experience and the opportunity of coming to conference. And then they really, they really run with it afterwards. Um, it's extremely 
satisfying uh, to see, you know, how many scholars go on to to coming back and and volunteering in future years. How many scholars um, go back to their studios and make really significant changes, become APP members, um, go on to either teach at our conference or conferences um, in other countries, um, you know, become board members, um, become active and outreach in their communities, just really kind of blossom. Um, and the other thing that I see with, with people who go through the scholarship program um, and are really successful scholars is they go on to search out other educational opportunities, whether they're shadowing other piercers in their communities um, or taking seminars at other locations. Uh, they're really, it, you know, going to conference isn't kind of the end of their education either. It just fosters more desire. Um, you know, and I think, you know, one of the, the key things that I look for is uh, in applicants is, you know, that humility and that openness to learn, um, you know, if you come across in your application like you already know everything, um, that's not the attitude that, to me, uh, makes a good scholar. It's really a scholar that's that's open to, to really absorbing everything they can from everybody at conference. Right, because, you know, I almost look at it as like an investment, really. You know, like we have however many people apply each year, you know, 20, 30 people apply each year, and then we can we have to boil it down to, you know, eight um, I want to look at the people who are going to have a lasting impact on the overall community and their area, um, you know, share the information that they get at conference with other piercers, you know, and a lot of our scholars now are, are international, you know, so I, I look at scholars as, as um, you know, how are you going to be almost like an ambassador to body piercing and, and to even our conference, you know, how are you going to take that information and what are you going to do with it? Uh, so... You know, I, I, I pay a lot of attention to uh, who people are and how friendly they are. You know, you don't have to be like super outgoing or anything like that. But um, if you're kind of like uh, you haven't had much of an exposure to like the APP experience, you know, if you're kind of one of those um, on the outside looking in kind of thing, you know, when you cross that barrier or kind of like turn that new page into the chapter of like scholar, former scholar, um, I, I don't think anybody really can go back to being in that quiet corner of the world, you know, even if they don't have a lot of contact with the piercers in their direct community at home, um, you know, they're, they're connected to like that whole experience, you know, and then they, they make all the, all these different friends and all these different connections. And, you know, I, I see a lot of former scholars move on to new studios and, uh, you know, guest spotting and, and doing all this stuff. And I really, really like to see that. I like to, I like to help somebody kind of break through that barrier of getting where they want to be, you know, and being part of that overall worldwide piercer community, you know, instead of feeling like they're kind of stuck in their, their town or their city or their, their region, country, whatever, you know, and feeling like they don't have anyone they can talk to. So, um, you know, yeah, it's I, definitely an investment in the person. I think it, it doesn't happen all the time, but I certainly have had plenty of scholars um, who were, were either, you know, explicitly told by the, the people who, uh, trained them or, or came to understand in their own way that, you know, they were never going to have piercer friends, right. you know, that, that, you know, they had to, in order to survive in the industry, they had to be these little islands, 
Um, and I think the experience um, of APP really changes that for people. But I also think that it, it's that individual who can, you know, hearing that still thinks that there's another way of doing things, you know, st- no matter what they're being told by their mentor or, um, you know, the other piercers in their studio or whatever the situation is that they know they can do better. They know that there is a bigger world. There's no, they know that there's more knowledge to have. Um, and they're, they're willing to, you know, take the steps and actions that scholarship application process is not, you know, quick and easy. Um, I don't think. Um, it's definitely not. And, and so, um, you, you do have to, to put in some time and some effort. And, and that's the other thing that, um, you know, although we, we do have a fair number of scholars who applied at the last minute and who actually got the scholarship, um, you know, we encourage people to take as much time as they can to really, you know, work on their application and work on their video and, and put together a nice package. The, you know, the videos that have really impressed me that applicants have submitted, um, you can tell that, you know, they didn't just turn on their webcam and sit in front of their laptop. They, they took some effort. Um, you know, they found somebody that would work with them and, and to do the camera work. And um, maybe they did some editing or uh, maybe they, they just did a, a number of short videos that, you know, were then compiled. Um, but, you know, we've posted a couple of those on the actual application page of the safepiercing.org website as examples. Uh, so people have a better idea of kind of what we're really looking for, or at least um, what's impressed us in the past uh, by a couple of applicants who put together some really nice videos. So, when, you know, when you say things like editing and, and things like that, like I don't want people to get intimidated and think that if they if they don't have tech skills that they're at a disadvantage. And really, like the main point that I think you're trying to make is people are just, they put in the effort. Like we can really tell when an application was thrown together with one day, you know, and just kind of tossed in and you didn't really care. Like, yeah, you know, I, I get that some people want the scholarship and they want to get to conference, but, you know, y- you... You speak for yourself with the application you present, and not necessarily just the content, but also the preparation of it. You know, so um, just just to kind of put it out there, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, again during this talk. But November 11th is the deadline for applications for the ALD scholarship. That's the APP scholarship. Um, so you know, if you're looking to apply, don't wait until November 9th or November 10th to start putting this stuff together. You know, like I. Uh, in, in past years, I've talked to piercers who, oh, I'm so psyched and this and that, or, or other piercers like, hey, my apprentice is going to apply, or I know this local piercer and I'm trying to inspire them to apply. And then I get the application in from those people and you can tell that they just phoned it in and it's, it's, it's pretty disappointing, you know, and it's not a tech standpoint. It's a, okay, you know, instead of um, sending us a paragraph to answer this question or a few sentences, you sent us a couple of words, you know. Instead of um, uh, an essay, you sent us um, just one quick little thing like, this is where I work, this is who I trained under, whatever. Or you send us a video that was like, you know, a really bad selfie where you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is my studio, uh, and the question, uh. Like, it doesn't have to be Spielberg cinematic. But, you know, 
take a little bit of planning. Write out a little list of what you want to talk about in your video. And these are short videos. These are, what is it, three to five minutes? Something like that? Yeah, I think I think the we ask that they're not over 10 minutes and that we ask them preferably to be more like five minutes because right. it it doesn't, we, we don't need a, a narrative 30-minute <laughs> production. Right, right. Um, although we have gotten some kind of cool videos that have had, you know, like one of the, the, the prime examples that you show in this application is Nikki's video and, you know, in uh, Nikki Holmes, the, the current UK APP president, you know, was a scholar within the last few years. And, you know, her video was really simple. It was just, you know, this is me as a piercer. This is me as a person. This is why I want to come to conference, you know, and it was, it was simple, but it really gave us a feel for who Nikki was as a person. And I, I, I really think that that's what that's what you want to see. That's what I want to see. Like, we want to understand, again, like, who you are, how you're working, why is coming to conference important to you, you know, why is a scholarship necessary or important for you to get to conference? Like, those are the things that I want to see in a video. Yeah, and and something about, you know, who you are as a human being, um, because that's who we are. We're human beings, and we're dealing with human beings and they're going to go and deal with all of the human beings at conference. And so, um, you know, kind of evaluating um, how you're going to fit into the mix and um, what kind of personality you have is is something that I, I do look at um, and that I hope to see in those videos. I think, you know, um, both of the examples that we put up there um, have have two things in common, uh, the the applicants took done did their videos, you know, outside of their bedroom. You know, they they mm -hmm. looked at the environment that they were filming in, and um, you know, part of Nikki's is like outside in kind of a stormy stormy weather. Um, so it doesn't have to be a perfect environment, but um, you know, I. I We've gotten so many videos of, of people, you know, sitting on their couch or their bed in their bedroom. And and that to me is, you know, like just think a little bit about what you're presenting to the, the committee and how you can um, make it different, make it unique. Um, we we watch a lot of videos and uh, and and it's those kind of unique things that that kind of catch my eye and make me pay attention. The unique things are, are definitely a, a, a plus, you know, but I don't want anybody to get too intimidated and think that they have to like put on clown makeup and learn how to juggle no, or anything like that. I don't want to But I, I get what you mean. Show. Yeah. I want it to be genuine. Right. And yeah. um and I think uh it is it is tricky. It is tricky what we're asking for and it's tricky to convey what we want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> until until after we pick all the scholars and then we can just be like, man, I wish kids these days would do this and that and the other. Yeah. Well, we are kind of grumpy old people now, aren't we? Well, yeah, but it's it's because we care. That's that's why we're so grumpy, because we care and we want excellence. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> talking about some of the other things that they need for the application. It, it's really simple stuff. You know, there's there's criteria definitely for people listening. You know, number one, it's in Las Vegas and it's in a casino, so you need to be 21 or older. And that's really more of a, a, a casino rule than like a conference rule. Like we would probably accept younger, but 
um, you know, with us being in Las Vegas and in a in a casino, you know, we're we're not supposed to have people under 21 uh, kind of milling about. So you know, that's that's a prerequisite for the the hotels, right? You know that that rule 21 or older. Um, part of that is that yeah, that they're not allowed to be in the casino part of the hotel unless they're 21, and you know they're kind of like our responsibility as scholars, the association's a responsibility, and so it just keeps us from having to like monitor where all of our scholars are at any given moment. Right. Um, and um, and then it it also you know it's it's been my experience on uh, a long time ago we we took applicants a little bit younger, and um, and those were were definitely the scholars who seemed to struggle at conference the most the younger uh, eighteen. 18 and younger group. Well, I think it can be tough, you know, like, so a, a common thing that I see and not just from scholars, but from just attendees in general is, you know, being able to handle that kind of experience, you know, a, a week, um, number one in Las Vegas, which is just a ridiculous city in general. But, you know, if, if you are a first time conference attendee and you're going from, you know, seeing every piercer that you might look up to or, or talk with or interact with, um, online, you know, versus, okay, now they're standing right in front of me. Uh, and you know, I have access to all the alcohol in the world and who needs sleep and, you know, cigarette smoke everywhere and, and all that stuff, you know? So, um, it's, it's tough. And I, I think personal maturity comes a lot into it not to say that age equals personal maturity because I know lots of like children who are 40, but, um, you know, I think sometimes it can be a little bit too much for, um, you know, something like maybe an 18-year-old attendee to to handle, really. Right. Well, and and um, you know, it's it's just like your customers. You you want them to have a happy, healthy experience as a customer in your studios, and and we want people to have super successful experiences as scholars. And so maybe when you're 18, it's not the year to do it, but you know, give it a couple of years and come back and apply when you're when you're 21 and. Um, and that'll be a better experience for them as well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think um, when we talk about uh, things like financial need, um, you know, what, what do we mean by financial need? Does it just mean that we don't have money in the bank? Um, you know, part of, part of what I look at there is, you know, um, people who have, gone through events that have, have maybe caused financial hardship, whether it's, you know, loss of a parent as a younger person or, um, you know, having to evacuate because of Katrina or, you know, different circumstances that have required, you know, caused a significant financial hardship. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not just a matter of, well, I don't have all the money that, that I'd like to have. It really has to do with, you know, um, are are you working as hard as you can and still not able to to really come up with that that those funds to get to conference? Right. Um, and uh, and again, that kind of um, we want to see people that are trying, um, but but just maybe not being able to to quite make make the grade as far as the finances. Yeah, I mean, financial need is going to, like, what defines financial need is going to vary from, from one person to another, you know? So, you know, if you're, 
if you have money coming in and you have a successful piercing business, you know, and, and you're putting all that money back in your business or, you know, you're supporting a family, you know, kids or a spouse or something, or if you have to travel, you know, we have a lot of international attendees now and it's, it's a substantial financial burden for some of these people to get to the U.S., to get to Las Vegas, you know, you know visas and transportation and flights and, and whatever they have to kind of deal with, you know, so... Um, I, I look at all that stuff, you know, I, I don't try to judge people and say like, okay, you know, you own a Statum so you don't have financial need or, you know, you can, you can drive so you don't have financial need. You know, financial need is going to vary from one person to another. I've heard some really, really personal stories over the years from people that have had to like, you know, sell their car to pay their rent and, and different stuff like that, you know, and, and we really pay attention to it. But if you don't share that information with us... How are we going to know, you know, that you need yeah. that, that helping hand? You know, I, I know both you and I have, have accidentally found out about certain applicants' financial need just in, ca you know, casual conversation as opposed to it actually being part of their application. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I uh, found out one of the applicants, you know, wasn't paying for heat um, in order to kind of just get by. And, and to me, like, you know, that's a financial hardship. And her perception was something because it was a choice that she was making. She didn't really see it as something that she could put on her application. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of, um, important for us to, to get the, the full picture there of, of people's finances. Um, we don't need you to send us a bank statement, but, <laughs> um, you know, don't be, don't be shy about, um, you know, letting us know kind of what the real circumstances are, um, because if we don't know about it, we can't we can't take it into consideration. Right, right, and you know, and we don't need sob stories, but we just you know, again, we need we need just your reality. You know, that's it. And uh, one thing that I would like to point out is like you know, if you're going to apply, uh, ask yourself a question like, would you be able to would you be able to get to Las Vegas and enjoy Conference Week without a scholarship? You know, and if that's not a, a, a difficult thing for you to reconcile or figure out in your head, then, you know, the answer is probably like, you don't, you don't really need a scholarship, you know? So, um, for those people out there who don't need a scholarship, but get one, that probably means that there's someone sitting at home that couldn't get to conference at all, you know? And I, I absolutely don't want to, um, dissuade anyone from applying, you know, like we want your applications. If you feel like you're you're a, a scholar and you have you know, you know if you meet the criteria which is very clearly laid out in the application, um, definitely apply. You know, and, and I'm not saying everybody needs to be destitute and like scratching through life to, to win one of these scholarships, but um, keep it in the back of your mind that if you're trying to get a scholarship just because you don't want to pay to come to conference, you know, think think about the people who can't get there any other way. Well, and, and, you know, the, the other thing to mention about that is, um, e even if you get the scholarship, you still have to get yourself to conference. And if you are in financial straits to the point where, um, you know, you're not going to actually be able to get, even get yourself to conference or feed yourself while you're there, maybe this isn't the year to apply. Um, it, you know, it's hard for me to see people kind of, uh, get the scholarship and then really financially struggle um, once they've they've got it uh, to actually get to conference um, and and we're not able to help you with travel 
you know, expenses. And so it's important that, that you take that into consideration um, and kind of time your application so that, that you're able to do that. Right, right. And especially, you know, if you're an international attendee, you know, make sure that you can travel to Las Vegas. You know, we, we've had we've had people that have been held up at borders and, and have had trouble with visas and things like that. And, um, you know, another thing that I would like to touch on just really quickly, if you're an international attendee, um, we're, we're very open to everybody from around the world. You know, like the APP is really like a rainbow coalition. But, you know, um, we understand that English isn't going to be everyone's first language. But if you have difficulty communicating in English, you know, you might not have a great experience coming to conference as a scholar because that's that's basically the, the universal language at the APP conference is English. So um, we have had some scholars in the past who have had, um, you know, they've, they've been challenged by uh, communication in English. And um, I would basically just like to, to say, like, some people can kind of force their way through an application with, you know, a lot of help from Google Translate and, and friends at home and things like that. But you know, uh, think, you know, are you going to be able to have a, a good week at conference? Are you going to be able to get the most you can from classes and from the interactions with volunteering if you're not going to be able to, to clearly communicate with everyone? Yeah, and, and I, I would support you in your statements about that as well. Um, it's, a, it's a chaotic environment, and we do ask our scholars to perform volunteer duties, and, and um, they need to be able to understand instructions um, in order to do those jobs. And um, all of the classes are in English, and we do not have translators in our classes. And so um, unlike actually some of the international <laughs> conferences where um, they have uh, some translation that happens, uh, we don't. And so um, it's important for somebody to be able to have a conversational level knowledge skill at, at English. And we certainly we find out. You know, even if you get get a bunch of help to get the paper application in or the digital application in, um, once we get to the interview stage, um, we we are, we're going to find out kind of how you do with English. So um, work on your English if you don't have those skills yet, and apply the following year. I've been super impressed by some of the international attendees. Like it it. Every year, it just reminds me that I'm like a useless American and that I have no language skills, you know, and uh, one of these days, I should really try to hunker down. I've tried to, to learn a couple other different languages. I've tried different programs, and uh, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah. too stupid. I'm too stupid to learn another language. Well, at one time, I was fluid, fluent in Spanish, but um, it, I'm really rusty, and so... Um, it, it does make me sound a bit like a American snob making everyone speak English, but right. it really goes to just getting the most out of the, the actual experience at conference. Right, right. You know, and we, we do have attendees that, you know, it, it, it's a it's a very light cas uh, conversational English uh, ability, but like, you know, they still get a lot out of it because they can they can understand the classes, they can communicate fine, but you know that we have had some applicants where they've really, really struggled with with communication, and you know, I don't, I don't think that that serves them very well. You know, they're working so hard to get there, and then when they get there, they can't really get much out of the week if they're not going to be able to communicate with people. 
So going on to some other sections, um, you have to be working as a body piercer. Uh, the scholarship isn't for people that are looking to get into piercing, looking to start piercing. Um, this is for body piercers um, that, that need to come to conference and um, gain additional skills. So if you are kind of pre-apprentice stage, uh, this is really not for you. You're going to be uh, turned down during the first phase. So really kind of uh, read through the, the requirements and the application. Um, uh, apprentices can apply, but they need at least uh, about six months of experience by the time conference rolls around. So that means if you are starting as an apprentice today, um, you could probably get away with it, you know, because you'd have something like seven or eight months of, of experience. Um, but if it's, you know, if you're just starting an apprenticeship, we don't really want to get those applications because uh, this isn't like a how to pierce conference. This is really like how to be a, a better piercer, like a more educated piercer. There's a lot of foundational work that you need to have under your belt before you can come to conference and, again, get the most out of it. And also, um, one of the, the things that we kind of look at, you know, kind of like a reading between the lines thing is, are, are people... Uh, tourists in this industry or is this going to be a, a career for them you know and I know that that really weighs heavily on your decisions because I've heard you mention that lots of times you know and um, I, I think at first I didn't really fully get it until now after a few years and seeing some people that we even granted scholarships to five or six years ago and they've already decided that piercing isn't their forever career and they've already moved on to, to other things almost every year there's one scholar who in the next five years will stop piercing. And, you know, I've, I've tried to look at it that, well, you know, we still did our job because what we did was they learned that the piercing wasn't for them. And, um, <laughs> you know, at the same time, it, it is hard when, when you see someone that you've, you've put that um, kind of investment into and um, and then you see that they've left the industry so quickly. Um, but, you know, it's a difficult industry. Uh, it's not for everyone. And I think what conference does is it really it really shows you how passionate and hardworking and invested um, the larger community is. And sometimes uh, as an individual, you suddenly realize that you're not really there, that that's not really kind of your path um well there's there's nothing yeah. wrong with people that that do decide that they want to move on and other things like i know lots of really skilled piercers who have just they've wanted to grow as a person and grow outside of the industry and there's nothing wrong with that but again you know we we have to pick a, a very small crop of scholars out of kind of a, a wider crop of of applicants and we have to kind of look at that, you know, do we feel like you're kind of flighty? Do we feel like, you know, sure, you're a, you're a, a air quotes body piercer now, but, you know, you, you maybe really want to be a tattooer, you know, or you maybe want to move on to studio management or, or, or something like that. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're at least, you know, short middle term goal isn't be the best piercer I can be and, and share my information with other piercers, um, again, probably the scholarship is, is not going to be ideal for you. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that's certainly a lot harder for us to evaluate if somebody has only been in the industry for six months. Right. Um, you know, it, it's just, 
it's like, h- how do we know what kind of investment we're, we're making? Um, whereas, you know, somebody who maybe has been in for, you know, six years and is, is still, you know, going to work every day and doing the best they can and, and, you know, trying to find out the information they can as, as, as best available, um, you know, that's a good bet. You know, that's a good bet that somebody that's, that's, you know, been, been doing it every day, day in, day out, um, or people even who have come in and out of the industry for a long period of time, you know, something about body piercing keeps drawing them back. And, and I've seen conference kind of solidify that decision. Yes, this is where I need to be. Now I've got the tools that I can, I can really do much better in my industry um, and in my job. So. Right. so some of the other things for, for the application, you know, you have uh, in a, uh, an initial application form, which is like a Google Doc, basically, where you fill out, you know, who you are, your contact info, like the really basics. Um, then you're going to need to have some, some references. And that's a big sticking point for me every year because a lot of times it just, we, we get nothing from it, you know. Um, a reference letter that just says, hey, this person is a body piercer and I know them and they're in forums and they sure are, they sure are a body piercer. That's not really going to carry a lot of weight. You know, even if you can find some, some well-known piercer to sign that letter for you, you know, like I've seen um, really unimpressive reference letters from really impressive piercers uh, about potentially really impressive applicants, but the reference letters are so drab and boring. So I would much rather see uh, a reference letter from a body piercer that I'm not very familiar with, uh, but actually talks about you honestly, you know, this person is a, is a hard worker. These are some of the things that they've, some of the obstacles that they've overcome to, to follow their craft, something like that, you know, but if you just want to track down um, the, the biggest name in a forum you're in and get them to write a letter that just says, hey, I know this person, they're a piercer, they should get a scholarship because they want a scholarship, that's really not going to carry much weight at all. So really pay attention to the, the reference letters that you're going to be sending in. Like, we want to know who you are and why you deserve a scholarship, not just that you're a body piercer that knows another body piercer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, on the, the website, uh, we say that the references should answer three following questions. How do you know the candidate? What's your relationship to them? Actually, there's four questions. That's funny. Um, why does this candidate require and deserve the financial assistance? And what about this candidate separates them out from every other piercer? Why should we choose them over somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, give us some information that is unique about that person, you know, that shows that they either need it more than somebody else, deserve it more than somebody else, um, is a strong candidate for some other quality um, that they've, they've got something uh, that separates them kind of from the herd. Some zazz. Yeah. Um, the, the next one where it's like the optional letter, uh, I, remember, I remember kind of pushing to phase that one out because we used to also require two um, personal references and almost 100% of them were somebody's incredibly sweet mother just being like, my baby's a great piercer. They want to come to conference. Bring him to. Con-. And it's just like, how can you ever not, you know, get a good reference from your mom or your brother or some close relative? So it got to the point where every single one was essentially the same. So we decided to kind of drop that. But if you do have a person in your life, you know, 
maybe a coworker from even a non-industry job or some friend or, or, or family member, and they have some sort of information that would be valuable to your application, totally feel free to send it. But if, it, if you're just sending us a letter that says, my mom loves me, um, I, I think I, I believe you already, so you don't really need to submit that letter. Well, and, and because I have this, this insatiable need to know, um, you know, try to figure people out, um, I, I feel like I get some sort of information about, you know, their connections to people and what those connections are like, um, which goes to them building relationships at conference. But that's, that's because I'm a, a nerdy psychology person. <laughs> You're a human. You're a human being. That's why I, I feel like if proto Ryan from like 2001 had tried to submit an application for a scholarship, I would have gone down in flames because it would have been like me, nah. Pierce, me want Pierce. Yeah, I would have, I would have ID'd you as somebody that needed to come to conference and given you the scholarship. Well, I, I paid my own way through, through <laughs> hardship and through fire and flames and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, video instructions. We already kind of talked about that. You know, the, all the all the instructions are clearly listed on the website. And just to kind of throw it out, and I'll throw it out in the the intro for this podcast too. Um, you can go to safepiercing.org, uh, and through the conference information, you can find the uh, financial assistance uh, scholarship tab. But you can also just type in safepiercing.org/al_d_scholarships.php. I don't even know what that means, PHP. But you can also just go to the APP website and you can click around and you'll you'll be able to find it. There's also links on uh, the non-member forum on Facebook, the conference attendees conference forum, attendees forum, and then the event page off the safepiercing.org Facebook uh, page. So uh, shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah, and really just you know read through the application. You know if you're interested in doing this, you know take it seriously because we take it very seriously. Um, you know we're not we're not robots. You know we understand that there's a, a human element to it, which is why I'm only one out of three on the committee. Um, but you know like pay attention to what you're submitting. You know uh, we don't know you, so you know we don't know that you're you're. You're nervous, or that you 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 know you're terrified to talk on camera, or something like that. Like if you are, say it, say it in the video. Like we want to know like who you are. Like you don't have to put on a performance. You don't have to create a persona, something like that. Like you can stumble over your words. Like we don't care about that. We just want the truth of it as to who you are, and you know why you why you need the hand. Very well put. Uh, thank you. It's almost like I do this once a week forever making shows um so first cut is after the applications we used to do three rounds and now we basically do two rounds and it's really just because we we get a, a pretty good sense off of um who the standouts are from the first application so there used to be this extra little thing where the applications would come in and we would basically just eliminate the worst of the worst you know the, the people who really phoned it in uh incomplete applications things like that uh, and then it would go on to we would we would carefully review them and watch the videos. Then we'd make a cut. Then we'd pick the the semifinalists that get the the interviews. But now we have so many people uh, applying, and we have so many other jobs that we're doing um, that we had to kind of cut that first step. So keep in mind that if you don't have at least a somewhat decent uh, application, you might get cut in that first round, even though like you are 
one of those special people that should absolutely be there uh, with a scholarship. You know, we, we need to know why you kind of shine as a person um, if you want to make it through that that first round and you know and then we have to make some tough decisions and we have to we have to cut some people and we if we could send everybody on a scholarship believe me we would um but we have to make some tough choices yeah and um and then we have interviews after that and um everyone typically interviews with two of the members on the committee so um not all three of us and then we get together and we have chats um at the end before we We make judge you um, and, uh, and those interviews are, you know, I think I do probably the longest interviews cause I talk a lot. Um, no, I use that opportunity to talk a little bit about, you know, what the work side of the experience is like, um, and kind of do a little bit of education at that point, um, and get some reactions about what I'm saying and in, in my interview. Um, and I think, Otherwise, the interviews are usually like 20 minutes long, maybe even shorter. They're short. Yeah, I'd say mine are probably in like maybe like that 15 minute area. And like I usually try to focus on who they are as a piercer, you know, and not judgmental. I don't care if like, you know, you're using external thread jewelry as long as it's somewhere in the back of your mind that, you know, maybe that's not the best that's available. You know, like I'm not going to judge people on where they are now because every every struggling moment that you've had as a body piercer, I've probably had that too. You know, I've pierced with external thread jewelry. I, I've been without a hand-washing sink. I've had a crappy top-loading autoclave. I've, I've had all that stuff, so I'm not going to judge piercers. I just want to know where they're at in their in their career and, and why conference is the next step for them, you know? So um, Kale and, and usually whoever the, the third rotating person is, you know, they usually try to focus on um, someone's volunteering background and how they're going to handle, like, the that those tasks and, you know, the... the the teamwork uh, ability and capability, things like that. Uh, so we, we kind of have, we have like uh, a potpourri of people that can talk to you and, and learn the different aspects of, of you as a, as a candidate. So, um, you know, don't feel like um, you have to like impress me as a piercer and talk about all these accolades or something like that. Just talk to me honestly, you know, same thing with Caitlin. Like you don't have to you know, try to put on this face like you're this unstoppable machine. Like, you know, you, we, we're all people. We all have frailty and, you know, we all get frazzled when we when we have a lot of weight put on our shoulders, which conference usually is uh, with that volunteer family. Um, so just talk to us honestly. You know, prepare your application well. Um, just be honest about who you are and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I think you'll have a pretty good shot at it. Did you fall asleep? Was that boring? No. Did you, did you fall asleep? No, I'm still here. So, uh, what else do you think you'd want people to know? I, do you think do you feel like we got it all, or do you feel like there's anything missing? Um, I think we covered a lot of it. I think the only thing else that I'd say is that um, you know it's an amazing experience. It's an amazing experience to go to conference. It's an amazing experience to go to conference as a scholar um, and experience the you know, kind of the the working side of conference and know that you are part of um, getting that conference to work and run smoothly uh, for all of those other body piercers. And, uh, and that I think if you talk to any of the scholars that, that they would say that it was a hard experience, that they were super nervous, they were super anxious, you know, throughout the application process and even after they got the scholarship, but that it was totally worth it and that um, that you should just 
bite the bullet and not put it off and apply. Right. You know, if if the reason you're not applying is because you're scared to apply, uh, you know, maybe just reach out to, to some of those piercers who have gone there as scholars and, and talk to them because they were all freaked out too. You know, like they're all scared to click that submit button and to pick up the phone when we call for the interviews and to, to hit record when they do those videos. Like everybody's scared. Everybody's nervous, you know, and, and that's, Hell, just, that's part of life. Ryan and I are nervous too. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I get so anxious before I, before I start this whole process because I realize the weight of it, you know, like it, I've seen it change people's lives. Like it puts, it puts piercers who, who are, might be in that like unknown category or just like unknown to us category. And it puts them like kind of front and center. It, it puts you in front of all those people who are making the decisions about classes and you know and it's it's almost like a tryout you know a lot of people get great jobs and great opportunities within the app and and, and outside of the app from their scholarship uh um uh what's that word uh, experience experience no no uh performance the scholarship yes. performance um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal if you get it. It's a big deal to get there, you know, so uh, just remember the, remember the weight of it, you know, and remember all the other people who would kill to be in that, in that position. And, you know, that's, that's the competition, you know, and um, just, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to dazzle us, but just be honest. And, you know, if you're one of those people, you know, one of those special people, like we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna notice, we're gonna recognize it. And uh, we're gonna drag you into our little cult one of us <laughs> google us. gobble google gobble all right um so i will i will cut you loose i'm gonna do uh a little bit of crap for like the intro and i'm gonna try to get somebody somebody to give some information on the um the no excuses scholarship but um just again the deadline is november 11th to have your application submitted by you can go to safepiercing.org um, if you have any questions about applying or, you know, you just you, you need an extra hand to guide you through the process, you can uh, get in touch with me. You can get in touch with Caitlin. Um, you can email Caitlin at info at safepiercing.org. Is that the right place for someone to email if they have a question about applying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can get me. You can email me at ryanpba at gmail.com or outreach at safepiercing.org. Or if we're friends on Facebook, just shoot me a Facebook message, and I'm happy to help you out. I Just so you know, because I always get asked every year, I cannot write referral letters for you because I am the person who is going to be helping read those referral letters. So uh, I, I would love to be able to do that, but I cannot do that. And if I know you well, I am going to recuse myself when it comes time to interviews and usually when it comes time to uh, judging. So... Um, you know, if we're buds, uh, don't think that that's going to make it a lock for you to get a, a scholarship because usually I recuse myself, but, um, Caitlin and Kale are, are very, very capable and, uh, very kind and very compassionate people when it comes to this, this process, even though I'm not compassionate or human. <laughs> all right. So, um, that wasn't a joke. Uh, all right, so thanks for making some time, Caitlin. I always appreciate it. I know how busy you are. No problem, Ryan. Cool. Well, we'll spend a lot of time together over the next couple of weeks once all these applications start rolling in. That's right. We will. Alrighty. Okay, I'll talk to you more okay. soon. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay. 
I know that seems like a lot of information. I know it seems pretty intimidating, but I believe in you. So don't give up. Uh, you don't want to be left behind another year and be sitting at home seeing everybody's really cool conference posts when you want to be there. So, uh, you know, bet on yourself. Uh, submit that application. Uh, just go to safepiercing.org, click on that conference drop down menu, uh, go to Aldi Scholarships, read all that information. You know, just at least start by reading the, the application over. You know, know what you have to do, know the deadlines, and take it step by step. You can definitely do it. Every year, Lots of people are nervous and people get to conference, you know, people make it through the process even when they're intimidated. So you can definitely do it and believe in yourself. Um, other educational opportunities that are in a bit more of the selfish column, I have my private classes. I have two that are open for registration right now. I've got Sunday, November 4th. Uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. I'm really excited to do that one. I've got some friends out there. I'm going to hang out with Bador and Lee and Jesse and just have a good time and, and relax a little bit and uh, get to teach a class, pierce some bananas. Uh, and then I've got uh, an official class in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's not going to be in Portland, Oregon, but it's going to be just over the bridge in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, remember that interview I did a couple of weeks ago with Kellen Smith from The Powers That Be? I'm going to do a seminar at his studio, and I think that's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be super fun. Uh, I'd really like to pack it. I know a lot of people in Oregon uh, are really excited, and they're really passionate and really engaged piercers. They have to do their uh, continuing education hours every year. And good news, my class will count towards your continuing education. I'm going to get it accepted as a curriculum through the Oregon Health Department, whatever whatever they call it, the regulatory uh, body in, in Oregon that, that covers body piercing. So if you want any information about those classes, go to precisionbodyarts.com seminars. Or you can follow Body Art Education by Ryan Willette on Facebook. And I've got some event pages with all the class info and how to register and, and all that stuff right on there. So um, we talked to Caitlin McDiarmid about the official APP LD scholarships. And now we're going to talk to Chrissy Scholl about the No Excuses scholarships. And I'll be back after that. Hi, I'm Chrissy Scholl, owner of Integrity Piercing in Wenatchee, Washington. I have been piercing for 18 years, and I have been running the No Excuses Scholarship for the last five years. So the, the No Excuses Scholarship, um, you know, I think some people get confused when they just see scholarship, and they don't really know the difference between No Excuses or LD or any of the other scholarships that are available. So what sets this one apart from, like, the official uh, LD APP scholarships? So the no excuses and part of where the name came from was that we gave different opportunities than the LD scholarship did. We allow for different criteria than the LD and the no excuses name kind of came from no excuses to not apply for a scholarship because between the two, all bases were covered. Right. Um, one of the big things that sets ours apart is that we will accept applicants between 18 and 20, mm -hmm. where the LD is 21 and up. Okay. We will also accept people who are in between studios at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we're at least willing to consider why they're not currently working in a studio. Right. And we're also willing to consider people who haven't started piercing yet, but they're apprenticing to pierce. Okay. See, I think that that's good to kind of like fill the gaps because we have kind of rigid guidelines, you know, and 
Um, the age one is, um, is is a pretty hard line because you know we're in we're renting space from the casino, so we have to kind of go by their rules for for ages when we have like official conference representatives, you know. And something that's not an official APP scholarship has a little bit more wiggle room to it. And um, a, a big thing is, I'd say almost every year there's at least one person who applies but has to get turned down strictly because they're kind of in a transition point, you know, like maybe part of the desire to get to conference makes them realize that maybe their current studio isn't where they want to be and you know maybe they kind of jump to somewhere else or maybe they're in between shops so it's really good to have a scholarship opportunity for those piercers too absolutely and we did have someone a couple of years ago that once she realized the standards at her studio weren't ideal and the owner wasn't willing to change them she opted not to work there anymore and to hold off and find a better job. But in the meantime, that did put her in a situation where she couldn't apply for the LD. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really tough. We've had some people that have even gotten to like, you know, the the final stage and then something comes up where they had to leave their studio or, or they chose to leave their studio or, or it's just something you know, life happened basically, and they, they didn't really meet the criteria of the official scholarship. So it's great to have the, the no excuses scholarship there. And, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is entirely funded by donations from piercers, right? Correct. I think that's really great too. So, um, like, how do you, how do you solicit stuff like that? Is it people just kind of like send you a message and say like, Hey, I'd like to contribute or, you know, do you put, do you put out a message out there kind of like, you know, asking people to donate? Like, how did how did this kind of come about? Um, this came about years ago. This was actually originally put together by Brett Perkins, and it was with the intent of sending a particular piercer to conference who was short on funds. So Brett actually solicited money from friends and people who knew this piercer and got them to conference. And it was kind of joked about then that there were no excuses for him not to go because these piercers had given him a scholarship and that ended up growing into a scholarship that we've had. I believe this is the sixth year. That's pretty incredible. I think a lot of people have, it's really opened their eyes, you know, um, the, the Aldi scholars, the no excuses scholars, like those people, they're, they're really front and center at conference, you know, um, it's a big deal that they got there. Um, they have a lot of support and they're kind of like pulled right into that community right away. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, to miss them, you know, so it really puts it on people's mind. And it seems like every year um, it, it it gives people more of an incentive to kind of reach a little bit deeper into their own pocket and contribute, you know, whether it's, you know, jewelry companies sponsoring the APP scholarship, um, whether it's piercers uh, sponsoring the, the No Excuses scholarship, you know, I just think it's really great to see um you know, people want to give back and contribute and, and help new piercers get the same opportunities that they themselves might have gotten. Absolutely. Well, and one thing I've noticed more over the years that's been wonderful is how many former scholarship recipients have then become donors to the No Excuses Scholarship in the future. Well, I, I always feel like you have to kind of, you know, pay it, pay it back, pay it forward, however you want to, you know, call it. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get my opportunities without help from other people, you know, so now I feel like now that I'm in a position where I can help other people, you know, it's, it's an obligation to, you know, and you don't want to turn your back on the same community that, that helped you. That's how I feel as well. And the scholarship, this means a lot to me because I am an LD scholar from 2003 
And that scholarship completely changed my life and the trajectory of my career. And I can't imagine where I'd be without it. And so it's it's wonderful to get to be a part of a scholarship and give people that, those opportunities. I think that's the, the the really good example to to set. You know, is um, it kind of sparks people's career long desires to to be involved and to contribute. You know, and and um, it, it's great to see it. You know, so if if I have if you haven't gotten a thank you yet for this year, you know, thank you. But uh, so <laughs> how do people how do people find out? Um, how to apply for it. Do you have a website or is it through like Facebook groups? Like how would people sign up for something like this? It's currently through a Facebook group and it's a public group that anyone can join and it's just no excuses scholarship. And every year I will post application materials, answer questions. And then there is a private donor forum as well where all the donors that year get to read over applications and kind of vote for who they feel is most deserving of going. That's great. You know, uh, what's, what's the process like for it? You know, do people need to submit an essay or a, a video? Like what do people usually need to do to apply? So we have a simple kind of questionnaire and we have a essay. Who do you look up to in the industry and why? We have them write a list of the classes that they would like to take and why they feel those classes are a good fit for them. We require reference letters from three different industry people. And then at the end, we also have them write a post-conference essay about their experience that we then submit to the APP for potential use for the point or other print. That's great. Um, So what are some of the things that you'd want people to know about how the No Excuses Scholarship differs from any of the other like non-APP scholarships available? One of the biggest things I would like people to know is that the APP scholarship should always be at the first and forefront of things. So we have always worked with the APP to make sure that the APP LD deadlines will always be before ours. Um, Part of that is we want the LD to be the most important, but we also try to be the backup in case there were too many LD scholar applicants and not everyone could get it. Or like you and I talked earlier that something came up and someone was no longer eligible for the LD. So I do work with Caitlin to make sure that in no way does our scholarship compete with the LD and rather it complements it and it's a secondary. Yeah, I feel like it, it usually complements it pretty well because there there have definitely been times where we've had to make a really tough decision, you know, like if we only get eight spots available in a particular year, but we have, you know, 12 or 15 finalists, you know, sometimes we have to make really hard decisions and it helps to be able to kind of like, you know, when, when you have to give those people the, the, the no phone call, which unfortunately, you know, we have to do, Um, it really helps to kind of soften the blow to say, you know, this isn't the end of the road for you. You know, you still have another opportunity with this alternative scholarship, you know, um, you know, follow it, apply for it, get the most you can. And there have been people who have gotten those no phone calls from the LD scholarship and who have gotten to conference through the, the no excuses scholarship. Absolutely. So, uh, in the future, you know, if people wanted to, uh, donate for, 2019 are you still accepting donations or are things rolling over to 2020 
I am still accepting them through 2019. Okay. So how would somebody donate if they want to donate? Um, people can get a hold of me through Facebook, um, Christina, Christina Schull. Um, email, they can either use piercerchristy at Gmail or they can use private APP scholarship at Gmail. Okay. Or they can also find me through the No Excuses Facebook page. Great, great. Well, um, it, it seems really helpful, you know. It seems like everybody just wants to get as many people to conference as possible. And, and you know, I really like that there are alternative scholarships. You know, I, I know that sometimes people get really excited about offering a scholarship and they just kind of like throw one together and think that it's as easy as like, okay, I've got some money, let's get somebody to conference. But, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know, definitely with the LD scholarship, definitely with no excuses. So I kind of want to put it out there to people, you know, if you're looking to contribute to a scholarship and get someone there, um, there are systems in place, you know, you can donate to the APP, um, you can get people, you can get additional LDs out um, through our system, you can donate to the no excuses uh, scholarship and you can get additional people out under that scholarship so it doesn't need to be a, a standalone scholarship you know and if the the main concern for people is that they want to be able to put a name on it you know in honor of someone or you know uh, in a particular category you have that option with with both I would imagine so if someone donated and they wanted it to kind of be in memoriam to to someone do you have a, a like a structure in place for that like would you name um, you know one of the no excuses scholarships uh, in memory of someone while we haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, we would love to. So that is definitely something that we would do. Okay, great. So uh, keep in mind for anybody listening, you know, if you if you do want to try to help out and get additional people there, you know, you can go the APP route, you can go the private route. Um, but really, I think that the main point that we want to make is just, you know, try to contribute. You know, even if it's just five or ten bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you have that's that's uh, available to you. Um, it, every every dollar really does go directly towards helping people. You know, we don't make any sort of a, a profit off any of this stuff. So, um, I, I, you know, I just think it's great that uh, stuff like this exists. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, is there anything else you want people to know about the No Excuses Scholarship? I think that we got we got everything. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So uh, one more time, there's a there's a Facebook forum. Um, they can email you directly or they can Facebook message you directly, uh, Christina Scholl. Um, yeah, and that's cool. So I'll definitely see you in Vegas and hopefully we can help a couple other extra people to get there. Well, we'll see you in Vegas. And thank you for giving me a chance to talk about the scholarship. Anytime. I think you should come on and do a full episode with me sometime. I would love to. Cool. All right. Well, let's get that scheduled sometime. All right. Okay. Uh, you going into work today? Yeah, I opened my studio in five minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, I'll let you get to work then. Thanks for talking to me. Great. Thanks for talking. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, I feel like I've given you all the information I can about scholarships, and now it's up to you to uh, make the most of it. So, again, go to safepiercing.org. Uh, you can find all the application info right on there. If you're interested in any of my private classes, if you're in the Hamilton, Ontario or Portland, Oregon area, go to precisionbodyarts.com seminars. I'll be back next week with another episode that won't be about scholarships. And uh, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. 
Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.